So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, Be The Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. Last time I checked, I was doing okay. Last time? Yeah. Was it like two seconds ago? Allegedly. <laughs> More like five minutes ago, but like now that I'm, 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 I'm feeling really nice. You, <sighs> I'm glad you're holding up. You know what's so crazy, man? When you have about three drinks in you, mm-hmm. and it's like really good drinks, mm-hmm. you're just like, that shit gets wide, pause, but it gets wide open, and you're just oh, like, man. I don't give a fuck no. what's happening. More than three, you gotta be careful. But three drinks, minute like three drinks, that's when it's I don't give a fuck land. And that's a nice that's a nice place you wanna be at. Yeah. That's a nice guys, this is the Oh That Sexy Podcast. I am your host, V the Only Letter. I am here with my good friend, the beautiful Tiara. I will not say your last name because Please don't, yeah, we're not gonna do that. We're not we don't wanna have motherfuckers like stalkers and shit like that. It's, it's very unattractive having stalkers that you absolutely have no idea. Some of them could be cute, but it's freaky because they stalk the shit out of right. you. Right. So they can stay where they at with their cute stuff. <laughs> they're cute stalking stuff. <laughs> they're cute stalking stuff. With your cute stalking ass. <laughs> with your looking ass. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, and for the drink of the episode, because every episode that we have, um, depending on the guests that I have, like, I might have some health experts in here. So we'll have, like, water or, like, tea or, um, like, a smoothie or something. That's whatever concoction. And then, you know, for us... Do you, you spike know, it or... No, we don't... Uh, no, uh, that's... You should spike with vodka. I should do that, there's right? there's no calories. In yeah, there. like, wait till they turn around and just, like, mm-hmm. put, like, some vodka yes. in it. Yes. Like... They turn back, and next thing you know, the whole podcast. Well, maybe is not. Lit. Well, maybe let them know because you know, everybody tolerance is a little bit different. It's a little bit different, yeah. Especially with somebody that's like, oh, I don't drink at all, and it's like, give them a little something, something. It's like, oh, and it's shit. fruit, which is empty. If they mm. haven't eaten anything, you might fuck some people up. That's unattractive. We don't want to do that. No, no. So, <laughs> what did you bring? You, I already had one glass of it, and it was absolutely delicious. What did you bring? Because this is the most like. <laughs> Remember, it, oh, so we, so we had, so, so Jem, so Jem, he's been featured on the podcast and Reggie, um, 
Oh, my joke is like if you're from Queens, you're you're bougie as fuck, but you're hood, but you're still bougie, right? So okay. you're like sophisticated, like we drink henny out of wine glasses type shit. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like you're bougie as hell. The concoction you made, which is very delicious, <laughs> is arguably some bougie queen <laughs> shit. So do you mind telling? Don't disrespect tell, me. I'm not. <laughs> Don't disrespect me. Do you mind telling people? What are we sipping on? We are sipping on E and J and orange soda. That's some bougie shit. Fuck you, nigga. What kind of wait? What kind of orange soda? A Fanta. Oh, yes. Don't you want (laughs) to? But it was good. It was good. Don't play. (laughs) So you bought the most expensive orange soda. So it's really more. Listen, hey, I'm I'm a mom. So I like oh to bargain and Coca Cola be four for four all the time. Yeah, that shit is a dub. So Coca Cola's a dub, son. So Pepsi's where the love, Pepsi's where the love at. No, I love Sprite. <laughs> Fuck you, I no. love Sprite. Fuck Sprite. Fuck that. Yes, man. I was always a Sun Kiss kind of a dude. I bet. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. Fanta, like Fanta's like, damn, you mm-hmm. can't afford this shit. But Sun Kiss, you could but always afford a Sun Kiss. But you. It was on sale. You can you can scrounge up four dollars for four yeah, for, for, for like, Coca Cola soda. They had the trippy commercials and shit like that. Remember back in the day? Yes, Fonta, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them shits. It's really trippy and it's really weird when you watch it back now. But um, yeah, I love Fanta. Fanta was good. Enjoy. Yeah, but that drink was thank you delicious. Thank you. Some hood shit. <laughs> Some ghetto hood shit. Yeah, you know I actually bought the NJ because I had a cold a few weeks ago, so I bought them to make hot toddies. And so you use E&J to make hot toddies? Yeah. Why don't you just use whiskey? Like, um... Uh, I don't know. I don't know, actually. Because normally I do. I usually use, um... Like a Jameson or something. <sighs> Piss water. People, I don't know why people drink Jameson. I like Jameson. Not for me, man. Jameson yes, makes, you, makes me very old, angry. old-fashioned as I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm very... I'm very... But see, my thing is Maker's Mark, Wild Turkey, mm-hmm. Knobs Creek, Woodford Reserve... Okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm surprised I don't like Black Label because my dad actually used to drink Black Label. Man, Black Label still Before he was saved. Hallelujah. He used to drink a lot of Black Label. I almost had a one-night stand oh, that could have turned into a threesome. Oh, shit. Off of White and Black Label. Yeah. Did I, you pass out before the action? No. My pussy ass decided to go home because I had to get some sleep to go to work. Get some sleep? Some sleep. Nigga. I was so... Fu- I was... Oh, my God. If I could have gone back in time, I would have, like, grabbed my face like, you bitch, go upstairs. Hold on. You could have had a threesome. It was It was about to go down. And old girl was begging me to stay. Like, what made it worse was she was... She said, you can't drive in this condition. And my ego ass said... Watch me. You idiot. Wait a minute. <laughs> I drove back home. See, I made it. Nigga, See, you. I you made got, it. You could have got two pussies for the price of one. My dick is harder than a of rock. Of course it is. And we'll she, take a shower. And, she, and they're both like, to leave. And they're both like, and what made it crazy. Did they fuck each other? Because I would have fucked them. No. What, what but you mean? What, but what made it, no, here's what made it interesting. Like when we, when we, when we got back to the place. You know, they were all making jokes about, like, black guys and shit like that. So I'm just like, and I'm not going to put their nationality out there, but they're, they're. I think you have to. They're not white. They were, they were, they were Middle Eastern. That's, is that not worse? And it was so beautiful. Because some of them are darker than us. Why are they making fun of black people? They were fucking sexy But why are they making fun of black people? They weren't making fun of them. Here's what they were doing. 
they were throwing they were throwing like little innuendos and they were just like, "What do you drink?" I was like, "Whiskey man." Da da da. You know, I drink whiskey, and they were like, "Okay, damn, we don't see that many fine black men drinking whiskey like that." And I'm like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, shit is gonna popping." Go back to the crib. Hey, I got more black label. What do you want to do with this? I'm like, what the fuck you mean? What do you want to do? Like, we can throw this shit down. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like, damn, you know, is it true what they say about black guys? About what? Did you guys know how to dance? And I'm like, no, how to dance? I was like, I don't really dance. I just two-step a little bit. My dumb ass you gets idiot. up. You idiot. My dumb ass gets up. And guess what I was doing? Oh, you two-step? Yes. You f- so I'm shooking and jiving. And they all have laughing and having a good time and everything like that. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm, I'm thoroughly idiot. embarrassed to trap my friend. <laughs> I'm thoroughly embarrassed, nigga. They didn't give a shit about the way you dance. They wouldn't know how that dick move. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. So I'm about to get ready to leave. So it's like one o'clock. I'm like, all right, well, about to get ready to get out. And they're like, wait, where are you going? And I'm like, shit, I got to go to work. With that much, you drunk a lot. Mind you, I didn't even drink that much. I said, you drunk a lot. Why don't you just, you know, spend the night? And I'm like... Spend the night for yes, what? It's like a slipping fall on your, right. your black dick. No, you, you should. You should. Listen, when I tell you, you could have went down that night. It could have went down. That's a that's that was a painful one. That should have been painful. Yeah, you deserve for that to be painful. Yeah, and then I also also which and ironically we the bar that we went to, I met another girl who was also Middle Eastern, <laughs> and we almost fucked in my Corolla. I have chronicle stories almost? about the Cor- about the Corolla. Yeah, yeah we almost fucked. I sucked a titty and it was nice. And what happened? She was like, "Yo, I gotta get out." And I was like, "Why?" She was like, "Your car's mad small." And I was like, "Fuck." Oh fuck. <laughs> Nigga, you eat also an alternative. Like, what is wrong with? But this is what prom- this is what prompted me to go get the um when my car died. And I took out the um, I took out a loan to go get a new. A I'm new surprised car. you asked to get a suburban after that. Listen, like, <laughs> clean your room in this bitch. Yo, wait a minute. When I got a <laughs> when I got an O3 Max, my O3. Um, I had a podcast with a with a um a singer, who I would love for you to meet. One of the most beautiful souls that I've ever encountered on this planet. Oh sure. Um, right next to yours. Um, oh thank you. Yeah right. Um, her name is JM. Beautiful. I mean beautiful beautiful woman like her spirit is so fucking like deep and um she's really giving and um she was she had me and her came to the same conclusion she was like maxima cars are made for like for fucking like if you really want a car that you could fucking get you a 03 04 05 06 maxima even all the way up to like the 2012 models after Mm. that it's not a car made for fucking Mm. but don't like my car, I have a. Um, now is that because the body changed? Yeah, the body changed. So like your back seat doesn't give you like that much room uh, anymore. Okay. But like, but like my back, like my 2010 Maxima, that's that is a car specifically designed for you to get some crazy ass pussy in the back seat. I feel like people sleep on the Sentra. My back seat is fucking huge. Nissan cars are usually made for fucking. Are they really? Yeah, not Hondas. Hondas are Hondas are like the right shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not Hondas. And if you fucking in a Mercedes Benz, that's like you know you kind of have to think about it. It's like, bitch, it's a lot of sweat, and I paid eighty grand. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, your belt is messing up my seats. No, no. You're thinking way too much. See, with a Maxima, you just like you know what. Monterey's cloth. Fuck that shit. That shit is cloth. Let me get the towel out the trunk. We could get the towel out the trunk. Lay that motherfucker down. Right. Mm Mm-mm. 
Nissans are made for fucking. Okay. Yeah, like my Nissan has the um, the sunroof and the moonroof. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like you know, you go to a nice little secluded spot, look at the stars. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, your dick is getting sucked. That's sexy. It's very sexy. You know, you want to hear the gagging in the throat while you're just looking at the stars, like kind of like shoot all over the place. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> That sounds like, why are you laughing at me? That sounds <laughs> Because it does. You know what's so crazy? <laughs> if I would say that to somebody else, somebody would be like, ill? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to hear about you gagging and shit like that. Like, da 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 I'm like, nah, like, gag is nice, dog. Like, I'm just, you know, just helping you with your reflexes yeah, right quick. Yeah, bingo. Just helping, you know, he's Making sure they work. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure that it definitely works. Don't test too hard, you know. Don't want no. Now you don't want to have the fucking like. Yeah, no, no. Cause throw up in the car is not. I had a girl that was like she was comfortable with that though. She actually wanted to throw up. On your dick. Yeah, she got off on that. And continued to suck. Yeah, she liked that shit. Like she loved that shit. She loved it. She was a girl from Jersey. Jersey it's... women are interesting. Jersey women are the, are some of the most interesting women that you can ever deal with in your That's life. That's a nice way of putting it. They're very interesting. They're not ugly, but their sex appeal is absolutely out of this fucking world. Hmm. They they have they have genuine sex appeal that is like it's uncanny. I mean, they're from Jersey. Yeah, but it, but the but they're not like they're not like facially. Like, they're from flawless. Jersey. <laughs> they're from Jersey. They better be about some rowdy sexual Jersey, shit. Jersey is they a, ain't got but, shit else. But Jersey is a weird place, though. Is it? Jersey's a pretty weird. It's a pretty backwards place. Oh, you picked up on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I might, I might be a little bit late to the party. Just but a tad. You sure? Mm-hmm. How late is late? <laughs> let me check my, let me check my Palm Pilot. <laughs> oh, damn Palm Pilot! <laughs> Fucking what is this year? Two thousand and five? Like what is this? Like we're that late? You were that. Jersey's late. weird, bro. Jersey's weird, but Jersey's nice. Jersey's nice. Some like, parts. J- yeah, some parts is nice. Like I, I like um I have I have good close friends that are from Jersey and um like visiting Jersey is like pretty it's like being in a whole new world but not really because there's some like remembrance of it that's like New York City but it's not really New York because you know it's like it's fucking Jersey and it's really weird like this like the corner store is like mad vacant but there's a lot of niggas around the block of the corner. It's really weird. Like, Jersey's a weird spot, bro. Jersey's weird. Jersey City's crazy weird. And I do not want to be out there at 10 o'clock at night. At all. You're looking at me like I'm weird. Well, I guess I'm looked at as I'm weird. And no comment. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I still love Jersey women, though. Jersey women, are, they, I'm telling you, their sex appeal is crazy. They just got... You know, it's a hit or miss with the face. Mm, literally. And the body. Literally. Yeah, because it's Fupa City out there, too. Mm. We talked about Fupas a while ago. I love them. And I did not understand until I met somebody that shared that same love. Yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting. But see, the thing about the Fupa is that you can't have too much spillage over Right. If the fupas look, if the fupa looks like it's so, it, it like I cannot control the fat, mm-hmm. very unattractive. But mm-hmm. if you had a little something, something that I could, I can like bite it, like I can just. First of all, I've I never had anyone it. pay attention to it. Yeah. So when he did, it was like, oh, this is offensive, man. 
Yeah, you want to suck it. You want to kiss it. You want to play around oh, with it. Oh, okay. And then it's, it's... Like, I didn't realize that... But he explained, which is very funny. Funny. That whole conversation was funny. Because I'm like, are we really breaking this down? Yeah. The sensation runs up. Mm-hmm. I'm like... Mm-hmm. And you feel it. If you he do. Knows, if, if, if he or she knows what they're doing, you'll feel like... You won't feel like... I, I think there's an insecurity, um, like when you're having sex with a woman whose whose body isn't as shapely, whose body is is shapely in a way where it's like um, they 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 the fat tends to pack around the middle section, and there's a way that you kind of need to make the her... fat tends to pack around. <laughs> <laughs> you can describe that the other way. <laughs> What did you what did you want me to say? Like she got to tell me she got belly, she got good. Yeah, but I mean the, the fat f- tends to pack around <laughs> the middle section. But when you got a fupa fupa like there's like, oh, cool. But then there's like shit fupa. When you got a fupa, I think there's levels to the fupa. This, there's a fupa and then there's fam, you got knees on top of knees. Yeah. Like, if you got the knees on top of knees wave, I can't do it. Like, that's a lot. I shouldn't have to lift it up to find the, that's pussy, what I'm saying. the then, pussy part of the fupa. And that's that's the problem that I think some men just... Like, when you lay down, like it should slide back. Yeah, but some of it, it don't. Sometimes mm. it don't, man. Sometimes, un- it, sometimes it's just, you know... Mm. That's unfortunate. Sometimes you got to dig for gold in that motherfucker. Is it worth the treasure? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Seventy five percent of the time, it's really not worth the worth the treasure. Is it clean? That's a that's a debatable fact too. Because Ew. now in the seventy five, you might find you might find forty five percent of it is actually like oh, it's pretty it's pretty sanitary. The other is like I'm why just am thinking, I here? First of all, okay, it's so, like a mission on Mars, right? <laughs> and I would imagine it's hairy because oh. Wouldn't if you? you can't find it, what the fuck you mean? Like, but I mean, like, she imagine probably if a guy, has a hard time finding okay, so it. So imagine if a guy unless got a she, hell of unless she, unless she goes to get professional services done. Sure, but imagine, like I said, imagine a guy with a hell of stomach, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, a hey, you know, of course, who who doesn't want a blowjob? But if nigga, if you haven't seen your dick in over a year, mm-hmm. come like you haven't seen it. What do you want her to do? Do you know what it looks I like? Think it, I think because they're like, it's in front. They're in front <laughs> of them. Shut up. Shut up. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, you cannot trying. rationalize this. There's no rationality you know, to everybody this. needs love. No, fuck that. You can fuck. fuck that. Bro, if you haven't seen your dick First, in 365 I'm days, questioning how clean it is. Yeah, I, I, I have more questions than you, just how clean it is. you bathe all the time? I would hope so. There's a lot of sweat, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of sweat. It's a lot of dry skin, a lot of chafing. And then your stomach is covering. Like, what the fuck is it covering for? Have you ever had a woman draw you a bath? No. Really? No. You know what's so funny? I got into it uh, with somebody. Um, a nice guy. And you know, uh, God, I hate nice guys. I told you we were going to talk about nice guys. <laughs> yes. There was, a way that, there was a way we were going to finagle uh... my hate for... Fucking hate nice guys. Why do we hate nice guys? I don't like nice guys. Wait, wait, hold on. We'll get to that. Go back to the bath. I asked that I've because... Never had a woman dry, I've never had a woman draw I asked that because 
I would think that would be a requirement. Like I've 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 run. I've that was actually a part of like a, a father's gift for a guy. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I thought so. But um I feel awkward when women do like things of servitude for me. Like um like if you serve well, me no, a plate no, no, of food no. I don't feel I don't feel Why? awkward about that. If okay. you serve me up I don't I don't feel awkward. But when you do something like um like if you draw me a bubble bath, I don't I feel very uncomfortable about that. Why? Um, I don't know. I, I, I could draw my own bubble bath. W- would you do it for a woman? I would, I would, I would, I would shower her with so many, so much romantic things. And I don't, I feel awkward when it's given back to me. But it should be given back to you. Mm, I'm very easy, but I'm very easy. But I, okay. But I'm very easy to please. Just swallow my nut and I'm okay. Well, stop being easy bitch and let somebody enjoy your bath. I act, no. So it was, okay. So <laughs> He like had easy bitch. <laughs> he, <laughs> fucking hoe. He had all <laughs> oh, my stomach is hurting. Easy bitch. Let somebody work, okay? Let somebody <laughs> put a little work in, okay? Oh, my Draw God. that bath, okay? Show me she you. Said, Let her being... show you. She appreciates. Wait a minute. Stop. Be- stop being it. A... Yo, she just told a full male. Stop being an easy bitch. Oh my Christ! That but wait, me. so. I'm, you know, shut up. You know, I'm a really catering person. So Very. he had a, even though he was with his son for yeah. Father's Day, he didn't sound happy. Now he lost his father, you oh, know, a while ago. So, nice. but I feel like it doesn't matter when you lose a parent. Does he enjoy he Father's Day? This was our first Father's Day. Okay. Have you spoke so, to him about it? We actually spoke that day. Like I, like I. Knew he was with his son, so I wasn't gonna pester him or whatever. But I checked on on him, you know, occasionally and later on in the day. I was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And he said, eh. "But I sucks. knew, based on his react, based on his response, he was thinking about his dad." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "You do?" I'm like, "Yeah." He said, "Wow, thanks." Yeah, like Father's Day, like when you don't, when you don't have your dad there. Yeah. Like I, I don't like that day. Yeah. I, I think I might learn to like the day when I have like children of of my own mm-hmm. and because it'll create a different meaning yeah and it's like you know I've always had my my daughter figure in my life mm-hmm. and when Father's Day comes up she always presents me with a Father's Day gift that is the only if she ever hears it she is the only bright spot in my life for about a plethora amount of years of Father's Day mm-hmm. that she was the brightest spot of that because that was the day that I would do anything to just like get through the day. Right. Whether it's you get high, whether it's you get drunk, you know, you have like really like you just do whatever the fuck you can to get through the fucking just to day. Get it on it. Just see if I gotta play basketball for eight hours a day, I just need I just need the twenty four hours to just pass. Right. Um and I always hope that when you know, you have your own family and yada, 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 that you just kind of like, so I, I would ask him that. Like, I would ask him, like, now that he has a child, like, how does he feel about Father's Day? When you get a chance to. But you drew him up, but you, but you, you drew him a bubble bath. Right. So, so he was with his son. Okay. Him, I, outside looking in, I don't believe he has the best relationship with his son that he, not the relationship he would like to have because he had a great relationship with his dad 
So his relationship with his son doesn't really mirror that, but a lot of that has to do with the mother, but that's a whole different situation. Mm, so so um, I could tell that his father's day wasn't the best. So me running the bathroom was a part of me kind of redoing his father's day. Like, so I saw him, so father's day was Sunday. I saw him on Friday, the, that, that following Friday. And kind of like redid Father's Day for him. I got him Father's Day card, everything. Like I just kind of redid it for him. That's actually pretty cool, man. Cause I felt, I felt bad because I appreciate my dad, and I appreciate the male figures in my life, and I couldn't imagine not having my dad. And on top of that, being a father and having a child where I don't really feel the specialness of being a father on Father's Day. I can understand that. So I'm like, no, I don't want you to ever, like, not if I'm with you. Like, you're not going to not feel, this is a day where you should feel special. Like, Father's Day gets a really sucky rap, as far as I'm concerned, in comparison to Mother's Day. And I'm like, you're not going to be with me, and we don't celebrate you on a day, on the day you are supposed to be celebrated as a father. How did he like it? I don't really know. I, I felt like because he might still have been feeling nostalgia for his father that it might have clawed a little bit but he I could tell he wasn't enjoying himself so that part of it like I, and he was appreciative of it and he did say that but there were a few spots where I felt like he was thinking so I would try to like draw him out or whatever just to not were you in the bath with him no oh you just drew him a bubble bath mm-hmm. made sure did you have like whiskey or something like waiting yeah. for him I asked him yeah we, I got what he drank he drinks he drinks wine I got wine I had candles lit I actually oh, put man. um fuck that <laughs> fuck ass. no I put um bath soak and I mean that's that night definitely <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> I mean that's that night like I'm like I mean, I'd eat ass any night, but that I, particular night. I'm about to say, night, ho, like, you, what you yeah. mean? You gonna specify the night? Really? No, I said, but that night is like, bro, what do you want? I had to eat it. I had to eat it. I had to eat it. She drew a bubble bath, dog. Like she had to make this mark waiting for me. She drew a bubble bath. You know, I, had I made to a eat playlist. Yeah. I'm, oh, come on. He had. To eat. <laughs> he had to eat it. Come on, fam. Come on. You gotta eat ass that night, bro. You gotta eat it, bro. The minute, the minute you, the minute I dry up, it's like, okay, I'm gonna need you to lay on this bed. I'm gonna need you to spread eagle real quick, cause I gotta eat his ass. Oh, cheers. There we go. But I think that was a very nice gesture. I mean, and it wasn't to get something back. It was because I really felt like, like just. And we were talking through text messages, like it wasn't over the phone, but just the, I felt, I felt him feeling down, which is kind of weird, but I felt like he felt down. And the minute he said, the minute, the minute his response was like, "Mm, next Miles day was going like, "Mm, no, I already know. You think about your dad. Yeah. Father's day sucks, bro. When, when, especially it, it, it sucks, man. It sucks. And it, um, I can only imagine what he's going through because now he has a little person that looks up to him. Mm-hmm. And um And his son is nine, like he's gonna be hitting that pivotal. Yeah, pivotal and then you and then you know it's what how, how old was he when his father passed, did he tell you? He was junior college, so twenty. Yeah. See, so when you lose see, I think between the years of um like thirteen so like 20, 
four. If there's ever a time for you to have a father, like it's that time. Mm. Like from year like one to twelve, like if your dad's there, like that's cool. But like from thirteen to twenty, twenty four, twenty five, that's where you need that part because that's those years are the years that you need to conceptualize what is morally acceptable for manhood, mm. and I say I, I have to put morally acceptable because like some people identify manhood as just being aggressive super aggressive some people identify manhood as just um being super um assertive and forward and that's that's not necessarily the case those things are required Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily the case of what defines a man and what defines who he is as a man and i think when you have those years not being mentored and curated in a way that pushes a person to be a better version of themselves. Niggas is lost. So I was, it's funny you said that because I was going to ask, do you think a man growing up without his father can still be a good man or yes. still be a good father? Yes. I think they, I think what ends up happening is, is that um, you just probably get more extremes. Um, So if you, You'll probably get if let's say for instance the father's not around like if if the father died I found out when dads are not around but they're still alive they just don't want to be around mm-hmm. you'll get more closer to the extreme side where either mm-hmm. a guy is a completely great guy because they don't want to resemble anything of their dad right. or they're a completely piece of shit because it's like they miss that component of like somebody caring. I think men who have stuck on being resentful, right? Like it's a resentment. It's like the hatred and it's just like, it's misplaced love. I think that when men who had their fathers like taken away, like took away, took not taken, but took away from them due to like death. Yeah. That you get a different breed of men. You get men that are just like, and it's a lot because it depends on how he died. How he died. Like if it's if it's like something like where it's like, like Buddy was shot. You're gonna get people that's just like, yo, mm. I'm either going for revenge, mm-hmm. or I'm staying a fuck away from this life. If you get people that pass away from something like cancer, cancer kills you. Cancer kills you probably more than it kills a person that it died from, because you gotta watch them die. Them die, as opposed to. I'm sick. I know I'm dying. Ain't shit I could do about it. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch the deterioration. Right. They like just they leave like a heart attack or something crazy, brain aneurysm, something weird. Then you you get put to a place where you feel like you have to do everything to ensure that you're still a fucking like you're around. Mm-hmm. You're still fucking there. Mm-hmm. And I I can sympathize with how he moves in life because it's like you may have a son of your own, but it's like there's so many points in times where he probably looks at his son and he's like, damn, I wish I could have had advice from my dad. I remember there was a there was a point in time in life in, in like recently this year. Hold on, I never actually thought about that until you just said that. Yeah, like like damn, like. He probably looks at his son. He's like, "Damn, I wish I had my dad." 
Like my dad probably would have helped me out with this. And that's what so I I was going through a situation um and I didn't know what to do. And my mom has been my mom has done the best that she can with raising a male. Okay. But she cannot teach me anything about manhood. Sure. So there was a point in time in my life where I was just like out of my father's been he passed away since nineteen ninety nine. Just what, two thousand and nineteen? Twenty years? Mm, yes. <laughs> Look at you now, man. Right? In nineteen years, I have never once cried for my dad. Not once. Something had happened in like 2019 or whatever, and it was like the only person who can help me figure out what I need to do is my dad, and he's not here. Mm. And I remember bawling. Mm. Like literally screaming for my dad, bawling. 19 years, I've never had, I've never happened. Never happened. Not once have I thought like, Damn, I really wish my dad was here. Not not saying that I don't miss him and I wish he was here, but it, it wasn't like there was a situation that it wasn't it was a like, void that it wasn't a he, void. only he could feel. Like and... only like he could feel until I got to the to kind of like the apex of where like oh this is man shit and I don't have a guy that can help me. Mm-hmm. This sucks mad dick and I really need my dad here. And I remember I was Balling, team. I mean, I was balling. I was balling. Mm. I was crying. You, you thought he had died yesterday. I was crying. Mm. Mm. So, like, do I think that you can become a great guy or a good male? Definitely. It probably pushes you more to become a good male. But, but see, then on the flip side of it, you end up getting like guys that are just like prototypical nice guys. Who try so hard to be the greatest male possible? Yeah, let's get into your. Yeah, no, like how I how I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> fucking hate them. What's wrong with being a nice guy? A lot. There's no boundaries. What do you mean? Nobody draws a line. Nobody. Nobody draws a line. Nobody. When you're a nice guy, you try so hard to make everyone happy that you don't make yourself happy. But whose fault is that? The nice guy's fault. Mm. So. The nice guy feels that because he has a great job and he makes X amount of dollars, Mm -hmm. that female attraction should be awarded to him. Does he really? He does. Oh, that's a misconception. He does. He doesn't he doesn't realize that I don't know, there's something called sexual attraction. Kinda pretty much dictates like who's gonna get ass and who's not gonna get ass. Mm, pretty much. And he feels as though because he's nice and because he's a good provider, he's awarded the top quality of women. Or the top quality of whatever party that he choose, be it male or female. Because he's nice. I don't like nice guys. Nice guys are very manipulative. 
They're nice mm. to you because they want to get something out of you. Mm. Think mm. about nice guys. Really think about like a really sweet, nice guy. And the minute that they started to ask for gratification in a way of sexual chemistry, they're not even asking to fuck. They're just like, for instance, I touch your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You should reciprocate in a way which lets me know you're interested in me and you don't you're a woman you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like i don't understand the entitlement they feel entitled because they're nice and sweet guys and the guys that so okay i'm nice okay and the guys that usually women go for are not nice they're not sweet they're assholes see i don't okay we had the conversation before. I, it's not the asshole perspective. Because, yes, yeah, some women are drawn to assholes because some women stupidly like a challenge. I agree to that, yes. And I think it's more. They like a man. I can man fix that him. I can change him. I can soften him up. That no, happens. the fuck you cannot. You can't. No, no you, you cannot. cannot. Please sit your dumbass down. He is the way he is because he likes being that way. Exactly. And it gives it gets him a certain amount of attention to be defiant in that way. To be the to be the asshole. <clears throat> Some women are drawn to that, but as a woman who has been drawn to an asshole before, that shit wears thin. The attraction dies, and yeah. then you're left with someone who's just an asshole. Because you because you're with someone that doesn't reciprocate the emotion that you give out. No, he does not. And not only that, there's no, there's no evenness. There's no balance to his assholeness. Like, you can't be an asshole twenty four seven because that's like a brick wall. Like, there's no emotion nowhere. Like, you, what? Like, like, so what bothers you? What? There's what no triggers empathy. you? Yeah, there's no what, empathy. What what penetrates your soul to to make some kind of emotion or reaction or empathy or sympathy? Anything like what makes you snap out of that assholeness to Actually remember that the person human. you're to- right? Like like, hey, I'm not hey, not a, not an asshole here, not an asshole. Like I'm feelings. actually being a human being with you, yeah. right? So when you prick me, I do believe like. You're coming at me with your assholeness, and right. if I'm, I'm only gonna take so much because I'm I'm not a I'm not a hard bitch, but that can be a little mean. We all can. It's can human nature. Mean. But at the same time, I'm I'm still a fucking girl. I'm still a fucking human. You you can't keep coming at me with your assholeness and think that I'm gonna just one just sit and take it, or two I'm not gonna try to hurt your feelings in the back. That's rough one. That's a rough one. Because then if I hurt your feelings back, you look at me crazy like, why'd you say that? Because you're a fucking asshole. That's a rough one, man. That's rough. I think... Had an asshole had never tell me, because he... (laughs) Bring it out. Come on. (laughs) Bring it out. I said it. I was thinking it, and I said it. Because sometimes that happens. Sometimes I say the things I think. You should say the things that you think 60% of the time. Sometimes I shouldn't. Um... This I'm like, this is why, like, thank you for reminding me why I stopped speaking to you. What happened? Oh, 
what you mean? You stop speaking to me. Get the fuck out of here. No, this is why I stopped speaking to you. You're a fucking ass. This is why I stopped. Thank you for reminding me why I continuously cut you off when you get to this point. Because I don't have to deal with that shit. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that shit. Here's the, here's the thing about being an asshole. Because evidently, I'm one. And <laughs> No, the fuck you're not. You, no, you know what it is? My sarcasm... It's very lethal. So you're sarcastic. Maybe you're, you can... Okay, so maybe you're... But see, my sarcastic... A sarcastic prick sometimes. Yeah. You're not an asshole. But, but, but see, the thing about it is, is when you're, when you're an asshole... All right, but when you're... See, okay, so for me, my sarcasm, and I can be, I can be a bit of a prick, but I'm very charming with it. So you don't know whether I'm coming or going. So you kind of put me in a box. I feel and, like that, that might be worse than being an And asshole. that might be worse than being an asshole. Because it's like, I don't know whether you're coming at me or whether you're like, like being actually just funny. And then the minute that I just make you feel more comfortable, it's like you're comfortable, you're comfortable, you're comfortable, prick. You're comfortable, you're comfortable, you're comfortable, prick. Right? That's, that's usually me. It's nothing malicious. And I don't really mean anything by it. But I just kind of let you know like, hey... FYI, not the motherfucker you want to walk all over. Just giving you fair warning. An asshole is going to let you know 24-7 I'm a piece of shit and mm-hmm. it's just the way it is. But I think when... And no one's going to change me and I'm this way because I like being this way. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. want... But see, the thing about you it, don't. they want to change. Yeah. Like, so, like when you when when I realize that like certain people are an asshole 24-7, it's just like, okay, you just want to... You just want people to suck your dick. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't you just ask for that? You can ask for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stop it's not gonna that. happen. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna give it. I'm not gonna give that. Like, you know, but you can ask for that. You just want people to kiss your ass all day. Mm. Like it's, I'm not the one or the two. Yeah, you just gotta. But see, when you if you're gonna be an asshole, you have to mix it with charm, and you have to mix it, and you have to make sure that people people are disarmed by you being so melancholy about like life. And but why are you so melancholy about life? Because life is one fucking joke, babe. It's a fucking joke. It's the saddest joke <laughs> of them all, but it's so funny. It's so okay. funny. All right, I'll buy it. I mean, you get born and you get filled up with so many ideas of so much prosperity, growth, and the minute you get out into the real world, you realize how the real world is. But that's where your faith comes in. And then you die. No, the fuck you don't. You don't die. Not Say right that away. to some people. Some people are just like not, you right, know, not right away. Anyway, no, not right away. But you, but you, you do. I. You know what's so crazy about dying? If you really sit down and you think about it, it's just like I am doing everything I possibly can to enjoy my life before it's like not there. Mm-hmm. That's fucking creepy <laughs> if you walk around thinking if about you it walk yeah. Around, yeah like that's creepy you know what i mean like that's like that's so fucking it, what's even creepier is because well why the fuck okay so what's even creepier is you never know when that's coming yeah so you're really gonna waste time thinking about oh shit i might be living in my last day would you want to know no i don't want to know and neither would i no, what? I'm gonna kick the bucket. This is gonna be a surprise. I don't want to. Yeah, know. but see, see, I don't want to know. But then I also want to live until like I'm like 300. Let's say I don't. Mm. Have you seen 
healthcare at that age? No. Here's my thing though. If modern science, no one is covering you. But if modern science, you get three hundred, just die. If no mo- one is, no modern, one is insuring if you. If modern science is working the way that it's allegedly, that's working. another thing that scares me. Science and technology need to go somewhere to now. Are you are, seriously? Are you are you afraid of AI? Yes. Why? It's already there. You have because a phone. you have an iPhone. I know, but my iPhone doesn't cry, or have emotion, or. It doesn't detect when I am if you, crying or if, it displaying God forbid, emotion. And I really genuinely say God forbid. If you was to lose your iPhone, you would be so depressed. It's not even funny. No, I would not. You're a liar, man. I would not. I would not. I would not. How do you figure? I've seen people have I, literal breakdowns because they lost their phone. Well, they need fucking help. What about the There's pictures so that you have? Life. First, hold on. The pic. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about that. Your phone shuts off. All your, all your information is it. gone. I understand that. No, it's not. Because it's in my fucking head. And I write shit down, so it's written down somewhere, I'm sure. That's deep. It wouldn't It wouldn't bother me to lose my phone. It wouldn't bother me if all of a sudden electronics didn't exist anymore. I would only miss my music. <laughs> that's probably about the fuck. That's about the fuck it. That's, that's all the fuck I would miss is my music. But... I hate how technology is taking over the world because people are fucking stupid because of it. Do you know what I do for a living? I get phone calls of the dumbest questions. And if you just, if all they did was stop and think and maybe read and not rely on the technology that's given to them, they might know something. I don't understand. I don't, my nephew, phone broken. He had to go somewhere. He didn't have his maps. He almost got lost. Oh, yeah, man. 20 years ago, what we had? Nothing. Thank you. We and we got around just fine now, didn't we? You know we? what's so sad? Did we not get around just fine? And then we went from that to MapQuest. You had to print out the shit for you to go anywhere. And then hope the person that's sitting in the, driver, in the passenger seat can read the that's direction before you get to your goddamn turn. That's a fact. Second, this generation is lost. We're lost because we're relying on something else to give us the answers. We have the answers. We created the shit that's giving us the answers, but we don't know the answers. I think, um, I think technology, I agree with you when I, when, when I hear about technology has made us stupid. It has made us completely brainless idiots that has treated our thinking process with so much negligence. Mm-hmm. You don't know something, you Google it. Google it. When was the last time you looked through an encyclopedia? It's been a while. And I had a set. I had a set up until... Do you remember school? them? I'm sorry, yes. I mean, I cut some of the pictures out for some projects I did. But yeah. I had. I had I had an encyclopedia set. I had an encyclopedia CD-ROM. I... On my big ass desktop. <laughs> I remember. Oh my Christ! Do you remember your I first remember... computer? Do you remember your first computer? Do you remember what it was like signing on to AOL? <laughs> <laughs> Again, recalibrating. <laughs> I remember it's like when a damn fax machine. I remember when my mother wanted to use the phone and she'd pick up the phone and she's like, "You got to get the fuck offline because I need to use the phone." All the time. 
that all the time. My mother come home. People have been trying to call. They said the phone is going straight to what? Yeah, I. I'm trying to use the internet. It's not. It's not. I have schoolwork. I'm not schoolwork. Bitch, you're on aim. I'm on aim. <laughs> I'm on aim. <clears throat> it's oh the message to somebody. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. We're old, bro. We're old. We're fucking old. You know, my niece doesn't know what a VHS is. What She's the 13. fuck do you mean she doesn't She's know what a VHS 13. is? I showed her my Beauty and the Beast VHS and she said, What's that? That's the, that the little heifer said, "What's that?" I, I wanted to cry. I showed my. I still have my my um VHS and DVD dual yeah, yeah, yeah. dual player. I yes. showed my nephew what is a, a playstation, but it's an addict. I said, "Yo, this is a PlayStation One." They look. They said, "One." I'm gonna freak them out. Show them. Show them a Nintendo. I said, they said, what the fuck is a one? Mm. Like, their face was like... How do you think we got to four? You yeah, was yeah, I was like, three. I said, so you thought, like... <laughs> they just came up with started a three. Four. And it just started. started and it was started. like... Oh. So he was like, he was like... I showed him, I was like, I said, yo, this is what... I said, yo, when I was your age, I used to play this every day. And it was like... Come on, Tekken. Come on, go races. Right. On. They, was, they like Crash Bandicoot. They were like... <laughs> right, right. Oh, God. Oh, when I showed them the gameplay, they were like... Yeah. You play this? I'm yeah. like... Yes. Yes. And I had the, the time of my life. The most fun. I had so... I remember... Smackdown. I, I used to have to go online. You talking about... You went on YouTube to find a walkthrough for a video game? Nigga. No. I used to have to print up 125 <laughs> pages to walk me through a goddamn video you game. Read that shit? You read that shit, though. And I read that shit. Of course you read it, because you want to know. And, and look, and I'm sitting there like... This, this, this. No one reads anything. Nobody reads. Nobody reads anything. Nobody reads anything. I love technology when technology at least gave you an opportunity for you to learn. Mm-hmm. Now it's, I feel like, um, I feel like it took away the the aspect of what learning is. And I feel that we're like, because we're two steps away from being be, com- like cyborgs. Yeah, drones. Everybody wants everything to be easier, quicker, more accessible. It's a handicapping as convenience. It's a it's such a handicap. It's such a handicap. Why? Why does it need to be faster to do to appease you? Yeah. Or to appease your lack of time. Well, what well if you're doing something this doing something that's technically a part of your leisure time, shouldn't you have time? <sighs> to take the time to learn what you're trying to do. That's why not people have crafts anymore and being creative is so coveted because nobody want to take the time to figure out how to do something properly or how to be different or yeah. even invest the time it takes to learn an instrument or pick, pick up a, anything a, something a a build, something build an like engine that. something do something that's different for, and I think that's hobbies nobody has hobbies anymore that's sad isn't it? I, you know what's so you know what's so crazy. Somebody I I was telling someone that was like I did a podcast and it was just like, oh, is this a hobby for you? And I'm, and I looked at I looked at this individual because the, when she said the word hobby, dis- it dis- it was like I looked at her, I was like disdain. I was like, what the fuck does that Bitch. word mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what the fuck does I that? Beg your pardon. But I was like, you know what's so crazy? Like, people don't have hobbies anymore. Nope. They don't. 
there's no growth of of personal development anymore. Um, I feel like. Do I still list my hobbies on my resume? Do you really? I do. Yeah, you should. I mean, it's really like archaic now. Like, no, but I, I think if somebody was to see like you have hobbies on your resume, they would probably be like, Oh, oh my god, she has hobbies. Yeah, she has hobbies. Like she has a life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, instead of like going on Snapchat and then like you know what kills me when people go to a club and they party with each other and they're on everybody's Snapchat. like this. Everybody's like How this. are you enjoying your time? How are you enjoying the moment? Please explain to so me they go like how this. any of y'all are experiencing life through y'all cameras. And please. wait a minute, what kills me is they do this, they go like this to post it, they gotta edit it, they gotta And then they go back to talking and it's just like <sighs> So y'all are just here for like what? What just happened? Okay, so y'all are doing all this so people think y'all are having a good time. Y'all not really having a good time, or so people can see that you're out, but you're not enjoying yourself. If you enjoy yourself, you wouldn't even know where your phone is at. Yeah. When I went to R and B karaoke, I may have taken two or three videos. My phone was in my pocketbook because it doesn't need I'm to be having, out. I don't need. First of all, I don't need you to know my business. I don't need you to know where I'm at. All the time, I haven't posted on. I haven't posted a picture on Instagram. I don't know how long. I'll post on my stories. But I haven't posted a picture in probably like two weeks because I'm living my fucking life. I don't have time to check in with you about the fuck I'm doing. I'm living my life, and yeah. not everything I'm gonna catch. And guess what? It's not for me to report to you when I do catch something. I agree because I have so many unposted shit, so much unposted shit. My daughter is probably about eighty percent of my damn Instagram because. I'm really capturing her moments now. Until she's able to capture her own. Until she can capture, capture her own. I don't, I don't care. I yeah. don't care. I don't, I don't, and I, and I don't understand. And I'm, I know I'm old. <laughs> no, you know what? I know I'm old in my head, but I'm like, I don't, You're I don't, not old. I can't, I can't get, I can't, I can't surrender my, what what I'm enjoying or my good time for a fucking post. I don't think or you're for old. some likes. I'm not even that popular. Like, no. fuck, I don't care. Like, no one's really looking at my life and like, oh, let me go check on her. Let me check T's IG to see what she's doing this week. I ain't looking at my shit. Yeah. So why, why am I wasting my time and busting up my good time to take a picture or post a video? If I do so, if I choose to, I do it. Not for the views or anything like that. Yeah. But there's some people who, when they post some it, stuff, I post because yo, this was pop. This was, this was dope. Yeah. Some, there's some shit that you got to post me. You just like, yo, this shit is fire. This shit was fire. And, but there's some people like, um, I follow, um, Mandy from horrible decisions on, on, um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She has the best example of what <clears throat> a socialite, Um, influencer and civilian, for lack of a better term, post is supposed to look like. You have me at parties and events, mm-hmm. uh, me doing like promotion work, mm-hmm. and me just taking a re- regular selfie. And don't forget, and don't combine forget, them together. And don't forget, a lot of her work and partying go together. They, they coincide. Because she, she's I, I'm working. pretty sure she's not working. When she goes to a party, she's, she's not really she's enjoying the party. That, she's getting a check at She's the getting time. a check out of that. Because somebody's trust paying me. for her to be and there. trust me, right. Yeah. You're you're promoing at the same time. So, people like that, get your fucking get money. Get your money. Like, like when money. I see Mandy I can make out. money and travel 
and get money and make money because I'm traveling and having a good time and I can include my bitches on my good time and my check, I'm going to do it. Yeah, but you know what it is? The thing about it is like, and I think, um, I think with her, especially her and Sierra Rogers, I don't know if you follow Sierra Rogers. Mm-hmm. Sierra Rogers has, um, she created an online store called, called Babes and Feline. What? Shout out to Sierra Rogers and shout out to Babes and Feline. They make um, curvy, uh, curvy plus size clothes. Okay. Um, the the fashion's pretty. It's pretty LA chic. Okay. Um, I like some of it, but it's very tailored to a LA, San Francisco, West Coast lifestyle. Like New York, New York style is definitely. Um, I don't fit it. It doesn't fit it. But you can go through the website and you can see some cute so... pieces. It's very, but it's very like LA surfer. I was thinking like LA so, so like like like, what, like so, type for curvy. Right, so like so like scantily clad or like yes, very like thin material, like extremely okay. Um, and it's made for so shit I can only wear in New York when it's summer, pretty much. And so, what is, um, so this hot ass fall we got going on? Yeah, this hot ass fall with this Indian summer. But I think when you look through their social media, they combined. Pleasure and work in the same post. Hmm. When I look at Casiara Rogers and, and Mandy, respectfully, are two physically stunning women. Casiara mm-hmm. is definitely like a class of her own, and Mandy is just you know gorgeous girl. But when you look at that, when they have a post of a selfie, and you look at the post, a lot of people just get caught up in like, damn, this bitch look good. Mm-hmm. But nobody sees the shout out to ah, 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 for this dress and shout out to XXXXX for this uh, jewelry or perfume link or mm, something, something. Craze, such and such and such. Boom, boom, boom. Having mm-hmm. a great time right. in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, life is what you make it. And they, yeah. put, they put some pseudo inspirational quote. All that stuff, that's me working. Right, and that's 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 like work, 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 work personal work, work, right. work. Give me this five hundred dollar check. Right. Because I just promote the shit. I, I just promote the shit, and it's and it's it's it works it for them. It does. It works for them. Um, but I think social media is too. I've said it several times on this podcast, man. Social media is a fucking crapshoot of what people think and what people feel. It is, and. I think what kills me are the <clears throat> what kills me are the people that wrote write a post and they say like um they'll follow the post up with like look <clears throat> if you feel a way about the post that I put up then that says more to you than it does says to me and it's just like it's like dude mm-hmm. yeah yeah people post that and it's like if you don't like what I'm posting you should unfollow me then it's like one you're not the gatekeeper of media. To not everyone is going to like what the fuck that you believe in. It's an opinion. And it, opinions are like assholes. Everybody got everybody one. Everybody got one. Everybody got one. Who the fuck made you privileged to say, this is my post. <laughs> right. If you don't like I'm my post, sure. you don't have to, you don't have and to you're like. you're only saying that so that you can drum up drama or drum up an opposing opinion on your shit. You're only saying that to throw a little fuel. That's just that's just fuel. On the and fire. It's, it's literally only maybe one person, 
Right. And it's like, now, if someone comes through your shit being hella negative, that's different. And that's what a block button's for. Right. I ain't got to announce that. Block. I ain't got to announce it. But I'm not going to post some something that I know is controversial and be like, and if anybody don't like it, you know, I don't really Suck care. Suck my dick. Suck my dick, because women like to say that, bitch, you don't have a dick. You're proverbial dick. You don't have one. I can barely see a clip. Like, come on. So, don't, I think it's ridiculous. Like, you can't say this stuff. <laughs> you can't. Oh my, you have a theoretical dick. <laughs> How long is your dick? Fucking eight inches from the ground. That's a really long dick. Really long dick. You're fucking over. Huh. What do you do? You sling it around everywhere? What, is it like the Ghost Rider shit? Shoulder. Oh my god. <laughs> Slaps over your shoulder. A little jizz falls out when you slap it. <laughs> my Christ. But, but no, no, I don't. I don't. You're inciting. Someone to come through your shit like, but I don't think that's in, in in that and that was your that was what you were trying to do. Right. That was your ploy. Right. Kudos to you for stirring up shit. Right. But I'm sure you can find another way to stir up shit. Yeah, but see that because you really do care what someone else thinks. You really do care if someone has an opposing opinion. Other than yours. when people say that they don't care, you give you care. You give a fuck. Now, sometimes I don't give a fuck, but. I give a fuck about the shit I should. You care. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel the need to say you don't. Because when you really don't care, you just don't care. And it, and it's and it's, an, it's more of an action than an announcement. Your energy would dictate the Your fact that you don't says, care. energy says, I don't, I don't give a, a, a good goddamn. Yeah, when you genuinely feel like you don't care what people think, the way you move is so I'm like... I'm going to show you. I'm yeah, not, it's, I'm not gonna it's have to so say it. innocent. You will feel, I don't give a fuck. Before I say it, you'll see... <laughs> I don't give a fuck. What my face say? I don't give a fuck. All right. <laughs> you know, I, you know, but you know, there's some people who genuinely feel like, you're like, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. And I was like, I think that's nice. But I'm like, I give a fuck what people think about me. But I then give a fuck I what give... people I care about think yeah. about me. Yeah. When, when it's somebody. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. Oh my God. Fuck it. You... I don't care. Because your opinion of me does not make me feel any way. And it, it's, I say people I care about. It's really just my mama. It's really just my mama. I care what my mama thinks about me. My mother gave me the biggest compliment. And I didn't even, and I don't think she realizes how much stock I put in that compliment. Because she used to work in telecommunications too. And she heard me on the phone with a customer one day. Because, yeah, I'll be talking to my mama while I'm at work. Who cares? My mama. So, but I called to check in on my kid, but I, I put on, I was like, right, mommy, hold on one second. I finished my call. She's like, you sound good. She said, you sound good on the phone. Mm. So I want you to find you a job with the union, but you sound good on the phone. You sound good when you do what you're doing. I that's almost so, cried. That's so important for a mom to say that. That's so important right? for a parent to say You that. met my mother. Yeah. Your mother is arguably one of the most sweetest women I've ever came across. Like she is, um... She's so like, she's so innocently sweet, and I know that your mom is just like, well, yeah, my mom is like, you you know the inner workings of your mom, but I know the outer workings. That lady's a beast, right, right, right. right. Mom, no, 
my mother is my mother is the greatest woman in my life. She's a very and she is. She will give you her whole heart. She'll give you. Let me tell you something about her this entire woman. heart. That woman will if you really ask for the shirt off of her back. She'll give it. She look at you like you crazy, then she'll smirk and give it to you, and then give you the shirt. She give it to you. She won't ask you for the shirt back because she got enough money to go get her own shirt. But she'll look at you like you're crazy. And then when she realizes, like, oh, this, oh, you really mean, like, you really want my, well, shit then, here. Here go my shirt. What else you want? Shit, you must need it here. You must need it more than I do. Right. And she'll laugh with you about it and then go about her business. (laughs) And she won't ask you for it back. Nope. She won't make a gripe about it. No. She won't say anything about it. Not a thing. And then she just goes on about her life. Mm -hmm. She's a genuinely beautiful person. She is. How do souls get that beautiful? They're raised. God, the whiskey's talking. How do souls get that beautiful? They're raised that way. You think so? Yeah. She is the... I never met my grandmother on either side. I never met my grandparents on either side. But my mom talks about her mom. Way more than my dad talks about his mom. So, I know my grandmother through my mother. Which is a really powerful thing to know somebody that you never you never met. How does your mom speak about your grandmother? Glowingly. Mm. Like, she was... My, my mom describes my mother as the best mother she could have ever asked for. Which I think is something any mother... It is that that's all any mother ever wants to know is that their children believe they did the best by them that they could. The absolute best. My mama did the best she could. That's all any mother ever wants to hear. Yeah. Or it's for you. Even if she don't hear it, as long as my child knows, that's all I want London to know. I did the best I could. I tell mom, you know, there's things... Like, fuck everybody else in your life. Yeah. I know my mother did the best she could. There's things that I felt like my mom could have done better. But if you if you was to ask me, like, with, given the circumstances that my family has been put mm-hmm. through... Because you, you, you have to put it in the circumstances. You have to weigh it with the yeah. way life is. You can't. You can't just sit there and right. say, Ma, you dropped the fucking ball, ball here. Like what? You really gotta look at it and be like, especially when you're growing up in this time and they grew up in a whole other time, right? And and my thing is, is like, first of all, to slap you. Could she have dropped the ball? Sure, she could have. But could she did she drop the ball given what she knew? That's a different topic. Different, different story. So, if anybody would ask me about, but that's why hindsight's twenty twenty. See, if, if if you would ask me about my mom and I'm looking at it. As the man that I am, and I look back at what she did, and I and you know, another another input in my decision making about like what qualifies as a good mom when you date single moms mm. and you see how they interact with their children. Mm-hmm. I look back at my mom and I'm like, you know what? She may have she may have not taught me X, Y, and Z, but she really did the best that she could. Mm-hmm. Fucking can't fault her for that. Right. What do you want me to do? I can't fault her. I can't. I can't sit there and, and blame her for that. I can't sit there and tell her like, oh, you know what? You dropped the ball in this. It was like, ma. First of all, how you and great. Very much so. <laughs> you and great. You and grateful you little, sh- little. You grateful shit. little shit. How dare you? You little. How shit. dare you? I did the best I fucking could. 
you and you don't know what shit. I went through to raise your nappy ass pie. Let me tell you what got this. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be a whole lot. It'll be, no. So, no, my mom. Yeah, she had her faults. Yes, she messed up. All parents do. All parents do. All parents. Will. I'm sure. I'm, I'm. If I haven't messed up, I'm sure I will. But that's life. And what's interesting is that um. What's interesting about like when you make mistakes as a parent. Mm-hmm. How can I put it? The mistakes that you make are not going to be the mistakes that your parents made. No. Not at all. And you have to really identify that your child is a brand new person. Prime example. In a brand new world. I'm going to give you a prime example. That's so fucking different it's than the so world you different. grew up in. Listen to some shit. My sister, because she'll never hear this podcast. Nice. <laughs> and I'll probably pass you. <laughs> Don't you fucking know? I know, I'll, but I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you this way: When I see your sister again, I'll be like, "Hey, yo, look, I got some cooking." No. Then I'll be like, "You want to listen to it?" And I know her. She gonna be like, she gonna listen to one oh my God. or two episodes. Once she realizes shit's, you know, oh, they're talking about some other shit. I don't want to hear that shit. I'll be like, "All right, you'll never gotta worry about nothing." Oh my god. But I got you. I ain't gonna tell her. Might make you sound something. Anyway, this <laughs> culture, right? And fucking not. Yes, sign his find his fucking papers, nigga. But my sister was so busy trying to. Now, my little, little backstory: my grandmother raised my sister until she was twelve because she lived. My, my sister was born in South Carolina. I remember that. So she was raised by my grandmother. Now, does not mean my mother did not provide for her. My mother sent money down there. She brought up every summer, or she went down there every summer. Right. She was in my sister's life. My grandmother just raised her for 12 years. Right. My mother came to New York to build a life for them. Right. She came to New York when she was 12. She said she didn't want to go back. I said, okay. She's been here ever since. I don't know what she experienced growing up that was different from what I experienced growing up. Because I just told you how I look at my mom and I revere that woman and she gave me more so okay more so than just a mom the mother of a plus size woman she gave me all the confidence I ever need to live in this world as a plus size woman and I did not know how important that was until I realized not many plus size women have that confidence but I don't know what my sister got (laughs) She got something different because she felt the need or feels the need to show my mom that she can raise her children differently than my mother raised us and they can still turn out successful or still turn out well. So she's purposely going against the grain because, bitch, you got your master's and I got my bachelor's What year was your sister born? 1969. I'm trying to think what generation is that. So my mom's generation is the baby boomers. I don't know what generation my the sister baby, is. Ba- Listen, baby boomers fucked us in the ass when it comes to like life with today. Because they, yes, because the men went to Vietnam and a lot of them either came back messed up or didn't come back. And so they were the fathers for my sister's generation. And those fathers bred horrible men. 
horrible, horror, deplorable men. <laughs> yes, I was that aggressive with it. Wait a minute, I'm feeling the whole anger. Like, Are you feeling it? Can you feel it? Really? I could, I could feel it. Deplorable. You so, niggas suck. Okay. They're deplorable. All right, so your sister was born what year? 1969. 1969? Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Generation X. Should have left you. Is that what Generation that X is an interesting generation. Because they're usually known as a forgotten generation. Hmm. Really? Yeah, they're, they're known as... Generation X is a forgotten generation. Hold on, we can look it up. And here's my thing about... My sister's is Generation X. Hmm. They don't... They feel like they haven't got... See, we're millennials. Yes. We're the earliest version of millennials because millennials are from 19... Some would argue 1978 to 1984. Yeah, you're good. So, let's say, for instance, we're born in 19... For lack of all purposes. 1984. Mm-hmm. All the way up to 1995. Mm-hmm. With the millennials. Mm-hmm. We have seen the world literally transform. And we live through the transformation. It's crazy, isn't it? We talked about dial-up, right? But yes. people don't understand about like the importance of dial-up. When I connected to the internet... I connected to the internet in such a way which was so antiquated archaic. And, and so fucking archaic. But when I tell you I got online and I had access to people from Turkestan, mm-hmm. from people to South Korea, like this is like, like when you think about the internet now, like you're just like, if you just really think about it, that is mind fucking blowing. You want to hear something mind fucking blowing? Sure. When people call and say, my Wi-Fi isn't working. You don't have Wi-Fi. Yes, I do. When I sign up for my services, I ask for cable and Wi-Fi. No, you ask for cable and internet. You fucking idiot. That's not Wi-Fi. You have to have internet service to have anything. So why do you think you would have Wi-Fi without internet? I don't have internet service. I just wanted Wi-Fi. That's not impossible. Sorry to burst your bubble. But that's the world we live in. Stupid. They're stupid. <laughs> okay? <laughs> stupid. So wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I, I don't want and to. And these are millennials saying this, mind you. These are people. I mean, yes, they live on the West Coast, and the West Coast right. thinks very differently Bastard. than the rest of the world. Yeah, they're fucking slow. <laughs> they're fucking slow. Shout out to my people from uh, on the West Coast. Yeah, okay. So that bomb ass weed. Yeah, y'all are Drops so them in the mail. Their worlds are vastly different. So you can't really blame them because, you know, geographics. And they don't have that New York hustle in them. No, they don't. But they they also don't have that New York common sense. It's people. I find that (laughs) I find that people that live in New York and move to and move to another state Mm -hmm. fare way better than natives. I kind of agree with you about that. I kind of agree. I definitely kind of agree with you. Uh, I think the mental you get here prepares you for everywhere. The mental you get here can prepare you for anywhere that you go in life. Especially if you've lived, if you have a dual 
if you have a dual life where you had to live in the streets and you've also had to live in corporate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you have to live in a structured area, mm-hmm. you you anywhere mm. that you can drop anywhere in the world. Yeah, if you can get best of both worlds. Yeah, mm. like you can drop anywhere in the world and you'll be like, all right, listen, I know how to make a dollar. Right. Illegal I'm going to survive anywhere. I'm going to survive anywhere. And because the cost of living everywhere is so much goddamn cheaper, it's like you, you make you, it like a fat rat. You, you, listen, you sit there and you just be like, look, all right, so what are we going to do? Here's some, here's, some, here's some cool legal shit. All you motherfuckers, give me all your free shit that you don't want. I'm gonna flip this shit on eBay, and I'm probably make a thousand dollars a week. Mm-hmm. And you'll be paid to run my business because you can think in the way they can. That's why. So your sister. She's yes. Gen, X. Gen yeah. Xers are the forgotten generation. Well, as they have been forgotten, they've also forgotten some shit. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. She felt like she could raise her kids and be liberal. First of all, my sister is fifty, about to be fifty-one. Listens to Cardi B. But hold on, wait, but but look, but look, but hold on. This is just going going based off of Google. Just Generation X forgotten. All of them feel like fuck us. Like all right, it was baby boomers, bunch of niggas in here. <laughs> You're so stupid, bunch of niggas. <laughs> The niggas in the middle. Niggas in the middle. <laughs> the niggas over there. Can figure that's it out them, for that's, yourself. That's the niggas over there. Yeah, but they, but they, 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 they. Oh, shout out to Cinnamon Love. I I sent her an invite to the podcast. So. Did you really? Yo, I hope she takes it. I sent her an invite to the. Can podcast. I be here if she does? Yo, honestly, I I bring you along. Thank you. Cause I really want to sit down and talk with her like one on one, like and just be like. Because when I was watching, you know, back in the day, back in the day, back in the day before Pornhub. Let's talk about porn before, <laughs> let's talk about porn before. When I had my big ass party DVDs. Shout out, to, shout out to Johnny. Johnny was a plug for all the DVDs. Really? Yo, he was a porno guy. Oh. He was a porno guy. I can see that. Yeah, Johnny was, I mean, one, he's Nigerian. Two. You're fucking annoying. Come on. <laughs> a Nigerian will always figure out a way to make an extra dollar. That's very true. That is very true. That is very true. Shouts to them. Shouts to them. Shouts to them. So he always um he always found a way to make an extra dollar. So he used to sell porn DVDs in high school. And that was how that's He was how, the fucking man. Yeah, he that's how he was able to make his money and flip. I have a newfound respect for Johnny. Yeah, John because Johnny Johnny's a smooth Johnny's no longer a nice guy anymore. Johnny's turned into a Johnny mm, turned into a no. He tra- no. Yeah, he turned. Yeah, he turned into. Come on, he turned into a, one. Yeah, he turned into a smooth dude. He's smooth. He's corny, but he's smooth. But he's my brother. I, like I love him. I like corny. Yeah, corny. Like corny's cool. Corny doesn't make you a Shout nice guy. Shout out to you, Johnny. Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It it gives you those nice guy, the good parts of the nice guy. Mm-hmm. I'll take corny. Corny, corny, corny has died in a way that I find. Thoroughly disrespectful. Please bring back the corny niggas, okay? I enjoy it. I enjoy the. Corny you like shit. corny guys? Cause I, f- they pay attention. Yeah, they do. But women don't want that. I want it. Fuck them other bitches. They don't know where it's at. They don't know what it's hitting for. I, I, I can't help them. Yeah, I'm trying to find my man. You know. Well, I'm not trying to find him. He should be finding me. But <sighs> debatable. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're debatable. <laughs> debatable. Back to my sister and her stupidness. 
I like how we're flipping it. <laughs> so back to the Generation X. <laughs> generation. Why they bitter as fuck, bitter bitches? She's almost fifty-one to listen to Cardi B. I don't understand why. That's kind of a turn-on. Please stop. That's kind of a turn-on for me. We're not talking about that. Anyway, <laughs> no, she's very youthful. She's she's a teacher. She's, she's around young kids too. And she genuinely doesn't look her age. No, she does not. No, she does not. My sister looks great. Like she, she looks like she's in her like like early forties. That's what my mom looks like. Late thirties. She's in her early fifties. Like yeah, yeah. Your mom, 70. your mom looks dumb young for no reason. I love it. Yeah, she looks very young. She does. Very so extremely young. So proud. It's I'm really proud it's, it's scary. Yes. Some black don't crack. Anyway. It never did. <laughs> no, some black do crack. Fuck out of here. Yeah, because of Them crack. blacks that was on crack, crack. Bingo. Like Krakatoa. Bingo. <laughs> what? I hate you, y'all. I hate you. The same damn baby boomers. Mm. But. but <laughs> <laughs> she has raised her children in a way that I don't understand. She will give them everything and have has and continues to give them everything financially she has not put enough substance in them for them to go out into the world and survive now this granted, is granted wait, this is a 51 year old woman living at home this is the investment into her own kids right i don't know if she feels I don't, I don't know what she's thinking, to be honest. All right. I don't want to ask a sexist question, but I'm going to have to ask a sexist question. Come on. Is a father, is a father still around? One of them is. But that's her husband. Okay. So. Um, but that's no. her husband. Mm-hmm. What is her husband doing? As far as instilling characteristics inside of the children okay that face is very (laughs) well to clarify the children are 27 22 and 13 the 13 year old is the is there any accountability that's being delivered from the father's side no so then Here's okay. Here's the thing about. All right. However, God, I don't so, want to say this, but it's, it needs to be l- said. Let me before you say that dumb shit because I know you about to say some dumb. shit. It's not dumb, but it's it's relevant. Go ahead, say it. You cannot look. All right, I'm going to say something that's very obvious, but no one understands that because no one wants to look in the mirror and say like what it is. If you're an unstable individual, mm-hmm. an undisciplined individual, mm-hmm. you do not have the right to instill discipline or understand how discipline works in your children because you haven't learned it for yourself. No, she learned it. Well, okay, I take that back. Remember, we're twenty years apart, so I don't, I don't, and and just based on what my mom has instilled in me and taught me, I don't picture our upbringing being different at all. My mom and my grandmother are said to be extremely similar, if not identical, in their values. Different. My grandmother's worse because you know that's that's the south, right? So, but I think you. I think your the sister, structure. 
she had structure is my point. She's not raising her children with any structure. Why do you think that is? I don't fucking know. You know why that is. I have no fucking idea. Be- because structure no. because structure is seemed as something <clears throat> that you need to run away from when it's not properly given to you in the in the right way. But she had structure. I think what I, so what I feel is Let me hear the story. She, what I feel is she's too busy trying to be her children's friends. Or she puts more stock in having them being able to come to her. Yeah, because her mother has been an authority figure for her all of her life. But that's what your mother should be. Debatable. Okay, so let me actually let me take that back. Because what I've learned from my mother and my sister is to be in the middle. Okay, now we're getting to some place that's a silver and lining. I th- and, and that's because my mother can be a pretty strict disciplinarian. My sister is way too lax. So I get to be the happy bird in the middle and learn from both of them bitches. Because I'm like... I don't think my mom got it wrong, but my damn my sister damn sure didn't get it right. Trying to be loosey goosey because now you have a child. No, you have a child with no respect you, for you. None. No integrity. My niece, my youngest niece. No, my so my oldest niece is the middle child. Yes, she's a bartender, but we don't ever see her. We see Tony every once in a while. Why? Because she had her boyfriend house the majority of the time. He lives three blocks away. You come home to change your clothes and leave, leave, or to get something and leave. I saw Tony this week more than ever because I was home. I never see her. We never see her. I'm like, oh my God, you in the house. She scared the shit out of me earlier because she right. was in the house. Look, I'm not looking for you to be here. Like, right. to the point my mom was like, so if she's not going to be here, uh, we switching rooms around. That's how bad it got. My sister's not saying anything. It's not putting her foot down. Now she can't. Chick's 22 years old. What you going to say to her? A lot. You'd have to have that back from bone from, from jump, though. But see, here's the thing about it. It, it, here's, it but see, it's not the worst part. It's not the worst part. So let me, t- let me tell you what it is about my sister. Because, remember, I'm 32. Well, I'll be 32. Jesus Christ. My- and you don't look a day over 25. <laughs> Thank you. No. Oh, <laughs> okay. But okay. my nephew's 27. My oldest niece is 22. We grew up like siblings. They don't call me auntie. Even the 13-year-old. None of them call me auntie. Not one of them call me auntie. It was not made an importance. Even though I've expressed, can y'all call me auntie? I'm like, oh, no. Y'all can call me auntie now. No. I'm T. 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 No, I'm auntie. Like, I, I, come, come on now, really? It's because there's a level of respect that's given when you put a handle to someone's name. Yeah, but that's 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 usually something that's implemented in the household, right? And that's and that's that's and that was for my sister to do. No, it's for the man. Why? She's my sister. It's for the man to do. He ain't gonna miss, but he ain't gonna do. I'm, no, I'm, I'm gonna sorry. tell you why. People, I think what I think has been lost is the fact that the woman is supposed to raise the children. Mm, no. Yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Not to say that the man's only job is to go and provide, because, yes, men today do have input in the children's upbringing. But when you see a child that looks out, out in the street looking crazy, what you say? Where they mama at? 
I can understand that. Of course, you say you look and you be like, "Well, where's your mama?" Because it, it is the mother's. It is the mother's. Is a. It is my divine right as your or my divine job as your mother to nurture you and care for you and raise you. Agreed. I I agree to that point of where it's like it's a mom's job to do the nurture. And that's something that's naturally instilled in you once you become a mother. Here's a, hopefully, here's a, But here's the thing about when there is a male in the family dynamic. As a man, there are there are three lessons that you have to learn: mm-hmm. integrity, mm-hmm. accountability, mm-hmm. and honesty. Mm-hmm. You have to learn those things as a male. So if you ain't got all three, then we ain't got to worry about shit. He's a fucking waste. He's a fucking waste. That's the situation we have. He's a waste. That's, and that's the situation we have. He's, He's a, a waste. waste. He is a waste. If you, you have well no integrity. A room. If none. you have no integrity. None, none that I can see. You have no accountability. None that I can see. And I can't trust you to say what the fuck. If you tell me the sky is blue and I got to debate it. Right. Why are you here? Why is she here, Ike? Why are you here? Okay, so now, if that's There's the a case, lot about my sister's life. I mean, but wait, and, no, I can't no, even, but, and I can't even say she did the best she could. No, she no, no, but, but, what, because, but, here's, but because I have, I have thoughts about that on my own. But let's go with this guy. Yes. You have kids that want to do something more with their life. He hasn't felt the weight of what true manhood and true leadership is. Nope. And I knew I felt the weight when I was training my nephews over the summer for basketball. Mm -hmm. And I remember there were times where I didn't want to get up at six in the morning. And I didn't. But I didn't want to. They look for me to lead them to be up at six in the morning and go for basketball training. That's right. We got to do this. Yes. Shit. Sacrifice. It's called sacrifice. But see, most people don't want to. Especially they don't want to sacrifice. No. It's too hard. It's too much. I'm tired. Get the fuck up. Like, we all tired. We all tired. Who's, Who's more tired than a black woman? Oh, a black man that actually is doing shit about his life. Oh, if if, if there are sub there are subtitles. They're out there. There are there are subsidiaries they to are that. Out there. Yeah, well find me one when you add it. I'll find you one. No, I don't. In fact, don't. I told you I know one. Shut up. Anyhow. We're gonna go to one of his little uh syndics and you can be like, hey, hey, hey. We'll actually show this grandpa. I got you. I'll be a grandpa. You know But what? you know what though? I'm a grandpa that realized Accountability, responsibility, integrity, self-esteem, empathy, mm. love, caring is what will drive the man to be very successful. And there are a lot of men that don't have half of the things you just listed. One thing I feel like uh, most men do seem to have, though, for the... Mm, no, I'm 
take that back. I was gonna say accountability. They're good at no. making you hold accountable. Hold yourself yeah. accountable. They will look. They will look to the female and tell the female like, "Hey, um, yo, basically, ah, uh, 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 I need you to do X, Y, and Z." But they won't do the shit themselves. No, of course not. It's always easier to point the finger and tell somebody what they're doing wrong, as opposed to accepting that maybe you're culpable in what is going wrong in a situation but it's just natural it's natural it's easier to be on the outside and look in and see the fault than to be in the fault yeah, i said 2020 but fuck mm-hmm. hindsight yeah you know what it is you know you know what gets me what grinds my gears about nice guys and getting to like accountability and shit like that mm-hmm If she rejects you because you're nice, do you take the accountability to look to see where I could have went wrong for that? Or do you just say that she's a bitch and she doesn't know a good man when she sees one? I mean, that, your last response, just to write her off, and oh, her loss, is why they're stuck being a nice guy. Now you see why I hate them motherfuckers. Yeah. You're dickheads. Dickheads. Because, like, no, maybe it's you. Sometimes it is you. Yeah, it could be the woman. Yeah, maybe she doesn't see, you know, that you are. Maybe you are the best for her. Maybe you are what's best for her. Maybe she's not ready for what's best for her. <sighs> and you have to accept that and move the fuck on. But that don't mean you should disrespect her or... Make her feel a kind of way because she didn't accept your offer or whatever you were trying to get. I don't have to accept what you're giving me because you think it's right for me right now. Maybe it's not. Maybe I want to hold and be out in these streets for a little bit longer and then settle down. Is that right? Maybe not. But you're not God. You don't have a hell or a hell to put me in. So the decision for my life is not up to you. So you don't get to condemn me for not wanting you. Where can the people find you at on social media? No, you know what it is? You just No, 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 no. You don't understand. You dropped some fucking weight right there. And I'm going to have you back on another episode. Okay. Um, We're going to figure it out. But I want people to follow you on social media. Where can they find you at? All underscore underscore dressed underscore underscore up. And I'm your host, Be The Only Letter. <laughs> and I want to thank you for another episode of the Oh That Sexy podcast. Um, Tia, I have to have you back. Sure. There's there's plenty of things that we could probably go on. No, there's on. a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. It's <laughs> it's so uncomfortable how much <laughs> shit we can go on. I got I have to do a part two, part three, part four. Yeah, sure. Um But you know I love you. I um love you too. Just let me know. You already know. And my motto is you're sexy. And it fits you a hell of a lot more for you than it does for me. Thank you, and I want to appreciate you for tuning into my podcast and um, just going on this wild ride.
I've had at least about a four makers marks sipping on it, and boy, <laughs> light a match. And what makes it worse? I'm on. Um, I'm starting no fat November early in October, mm. so I'm like feeling it. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh. nigga, did you eat? No. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, but it's good. But listen, guys, I love you. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you so much for your love, your essence, your energy, and your blessings. I wish you all the peace, all the happiness, and all the love. Take it easy, guys. Good night. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy podcast again. I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that middle area. That's where we are. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy. You don't want to waste one. You don't want to waste one. Girl, you know you got the remedy. And baby, you and I make synergy. And I can see it in your eyes, ooh, shorty, I can see it.